You're listening to Country Life with Keith Fahey on Galway Bay FM. Good evening, I'm Keith Fahey and welcome to this week's edition of Country Life. On the show this week, we'll be speaking to Paul Kennedy, a ruminant business manager with Interchem. We'll also be discussing the Irish Farmers Journal New Land Report and we'll be talking from David to David McHugh from ProAir on Heat Recovery Systems. Plus, we will have the latest from all the marts and any farming news from across the country. And we will also um, be covering a number of different new schemes that have come on board in the last couple of days as well. Uh, and obviously, to get in contact with the show, you can email us at countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie. That's countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie. So, just in relation to some mart reports, uh, trade and turnout persists at uh, Chew Mart. A buy in trade on Monday, the 20th of March, um, prevail, uh, prevailing throughout the day uh, with a strong entry of bullocks. All are met with a lively trade primarily uh, from feedlot buyers and farmer finishers. Some sample cow prices included a 675 kilo Charlie Cross selling for 1700 or 252 a kilo, a 695 kilo um, short arm cross cow made 1550 or 223 a kilo. A 675 kilo limousine cross come at 1760 euro or 261 a kilo. Then, in relation to some heifer prices on offer, a 540 kilo Parthenese cross heifer sold for 1700 or 315 a kilo. A 580 kilo limousine cross heifer sold for 1730 or 298 a kilo. A 630 kilo uh, Charlie Cross heifer mid 1870 or 297 a kilo. Then onto some sample bullock prices from Chew Mart on Monday. A 355 kilo Aberdeen Angus Cross mid 1170 or 330 a kilo. A 425 kilo limousine bullock uh, sold for 1400, that's 329 a kilo. A pair of 532 kilo Aberdeen Angus Crosses sold for 1700 or 320 a kilo. Uh, 695 kilo limousine cross bullock sold to for 2250 or 3.24 a kilo a 660 kilo Charlie cross bullock made 2100 or that's 3.18 a kilo next week uh, Monday the 27th um, after the general sale at 11 o'clock we'll see the return of the evening sale at 5.30 uh, bookings um, have commenced for uh, the April or the 10th the bank holiday sale and bookings and inquiries can be got in 093 24353 and just under the Montpellier March sheep sale on Saturday the 18th of March uh, some sample prices included there was a smaller sale this week mainly due to the St. Patrick's Day uh, St. Patrick's weekend stag yews were a similar trade to the previous week hoggets were also a solid trade yews and lambs were also a good trade for quality outfits some sample prices included hoggets uh, 6 hogget rams sold for 39 at uh, 39 0.5 kilos selling for 109 euro, 11 yo hoggets at 30 kilos selling for 93 euro, 2 yo hoggets at 34 kilos sold for 76 euro, 12 yo hoggets at 57 kilos sold for 152 euro, 13 rams at 60 kilos sold for 151. And then onto some stag yos, there was a smaller sale of stag yos than the last week with a similar trade for flesh sheep. Uh, 5 yos at 75.5 kilos sold for 128 euro. 12 euros at 91 kilos sold for 156 euro. 4 rams at 88 kilos sold for 130 euro. 12 euros at 74 kilos sold for 128. Uh, in lamb yos and yos with lambs at foot were a good trade for all lots. Uh, one crop yo, our first crop yo, uh, was sold with two lambs at foot, sold for 272 euro. 
uh, one second uh, crop yo with two lambs at foot sold for 250 two hoggets and two lambs sold for 224 one hoggett and one lamb sold for 190 and the sheep sale is every Saturday at 10am in person and online with the app Marti uh, in two rings Yoring and Lamring uh, gates open at 8am uh, cattle sales Friday evenings at 6pm cattle sales on Friday evenings um, are, are, as I said at 6pm there's a large entry expected uh, for the cattle this week and uh, queries can be got at 090-967-9660 so that's the Mount Value Mart uh, then on to the Loch Ray Mart report um, so there was, for the sheep for the Loch Ray Mart report a stronger turnout of sheep uh, met with a stronger trade all around tops of hoggets for, was 159 for 56 kilos tops of colios was 186 for 100 kilo yo uh, some yos at lambs at foot um, also sold. Some sample prices of hoggets at 40.5 kilos sold for 114. Um, 47 kilos selling for 125. Uh, then the yos and lambs at foot, two yos and four lambs sold for 237 euro. One yo and one lamb sold for 206 euro. And then onto the cattle sale in the Loch Ray Mart. A larger sale of cattle at last Saturday's sale was with the uh, trade uh, remaining strong. Farmers uh, starting to come out and buying with feedlots also eager for stock. Bull weanings averaged from 294 to 342 per kilo, with heifer weanings averaging 278 to 322 per kilo. Heifers in general remain a big demand with strong uh, prices from 260 to 331 a kilo. Bullocks also in demand with farmers starting to buy in stores. Prices averaging from 250 to 341 per kilo. Some sample prices uh, include the following. Um, uh, limousine cross cow weighing 690 kilos sold for 1720 or 249. Uh, then on to some heifers, uh, two Charlie Cross 392 kilo heifers uh, sold for 1300. And then on to some other heifers, a limousine cross weighing 350 50 kilos, uh, sold for 1,090 or 311 a kilo. A Charlie a heifer weighing uh, 400 kilos, sold for 1140. Then on to some bullocks, two Aberdeen Angus bullocks weighing 455 kilos, sold for 1200 or 264 a kilo. A limousine uh, weighing 475 kilos, sold for 1430. Um, then on to some weanlings. Heifers remain a strong trade with farmers in demand. Charlie 230 kilos sold for 740 or 322 a kilo. Charlie cross weighing 255 kilos sold for 750 or 294 a kilo. A limousine cross weighing 360 sold for 1000 or 278 a kilo. Um, then the sheep sales are every Thursday at 10.30am. The, the remainder of the special breeding and feeding heifer sale in conjunction with the cattle sale is next Saturday to book call 091 841 219 that's 091 841 219 that's uh, the Lock Ray Mart so first up on Country Life this evening we're delighted to have Paul Kennedy who is a ruminant business manager with Interchem uh, Paul you're very uh, welcome onto Country Life and I suppose firstly you might maybe explain your role uh, to our listeners and maybe what Interchem do uh, thanks very much Keith um, yeah so um, my role, I suppose, I'm um, I'm an ag graduate, and um, our role, my role within Interchem is, is I've got a series of well, I've a, we've a sales team in the in 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 Interchem, and Interchem basically what we are is we're distributors of a range of veterinary inputs um, to both the vets, uh, mostly the vets around the country, um, so that ranges from anything from antibiotics through to dosing, uh, through to calf rehydration products. Um, some equipment and we also do quite a bit of um, fertility products as well to help cows get in calf um, and my own role I suppose I'm a kind of a, I'm looking after sales um, technical support um, and dealing with some 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 uh, buying groups around the country 
Okay, and I suppose you know, um, Paul. We look at the moment there. We obviously we have uh, you know an awful lot of rainfall over the last couple of weeks. There, we had a lovely February, but I suppose there's a lot more cattle in sheds maybe this time, uh, you know, this year as opposed to other years. We're seeing a very wet spring. Are you seeing much issues, uh, Paul, in relation to maybe scours or issues with uh, you know a lot more cattle maybe in sheds at this time of the year? Yeah, yeah, it's a good point, Keith. I, I suppose we were we were blessed with having such good weather earlier on um, in February, um, but obviously across the country now we've had a large amount of rainfall. With that, obviously comes peak calving, um, and you know we've a, obviously a large number of stock still in sheds. Uh, certainly, a lot of young stock um, and calves in sheds, and you know some of the sailings for some of those exports didn't go ahead in the last couple of weeks, so. There's probably a build build up of calves on farm um, across the country, and obviously with that comes more issues around um, nutritional scar and maybe disease in general. So we probably over the last, you know, certainly over the last ten days, we've probably seen higher incidence of of um, calls and demands for some of our our scar treatment and and preventative therapies um, around around the country. Um, you know, most of the I suppose most of the farmers now are really on top of their colostrum management and, and how they manage the calves. But essentially, you know, as we as we have those wild, um, wet and wild days over the last couple of weeks, you know, it's important to keep bedding really, really dry. Uh, make sure you keep plenty of lime underneath those young stock, um, and to make sure they're in you know plenty of space available to try and curtail and reduce the amount of disease um, in sheds. And Paul, you've a, a big webinar coming up in um, in conjunction with Interchem yourselves, obviously, and Dovea, um, called Cows in Calf uh, Farmer Webinar. Um, so that sounds uh, quite interesting. You've a lot of you've a, a very good lineup there of um, health professionals in that. I suppose firstly, what are you going to cover, um, uh, Paul? Yeah. So look, we're, we're delighted to be able to offer this um, technical webinar um, and a breeding advice, obviously. We're now entering into getting close to the breeding season. Um, anywhere from the 1st of April onwards, people start looking at, at starting their breeding uh, programs, especially on the dairy side of things. So we, we've been delighted that we can partnership with Dove Genetics, uh, based down in, down in Tipperary. Um, and what we're doing is we're, we're, getting a, we're going through a breeding webinar, looking at you know, getting these cows in calf and getting these heifers in calf. And we've got a lineup of four renowned speakers. Um, one... Um, being Dr. Federico Randi, who is a, a ruminant um, reproduction expert, um, doing an awful lot of research um, around Europe and around the world. Um, and he actually completed his PhD in Ireland looking at synchronization of beef cows. Um, we've got Lauren Popolek, who is our own technical advisor, um, veterinary technical advisor, and she's going to maybe look at dealing with problem cows. We've got Niall Duffy, um, who's the dairy program manager with Dove. And we've got John Lynch, who some of your listeners might be familiar with, who's the Dove Genetics Beef Program Manager. So I suppose, you know, there's a good bit of talk about synchronization and sex semen at the moment, uh, managing problem cows. And we're going to be going through some of those topics about, you know, how to maybe pick those cows for sex semen and looking at synchronization protocols to try and, um, you know, mitigate the risks associated with sex semen. Um, and I suppose with labor on farms as well. The, the use of the use of synchronization is certainly a tool that can be that can be very useful uh, to try and improve your submission rates and, and get all those cows bred on the one day. So we're going to be going through that, and that's happening uh, this Thursday uh, at half seven. 
um, and for, for people that want to uh, join in and listen, they'll probably see an advert um, in the Farmer's Journal or alternatively, if they visit either our website or Dove's website, there's a link uh, that they can scan a QR code to be able to listen and join the webinar. Okay, very good. You mentioned uh, synchronization there, Paul. I suppose, what is it for maybe some of our listeners who may not be familiar with the, the word, we'll say synchronization in relation to, to, to cows, both dairy and beef cows? Yeah, so synchronization, I suppose, is, is where we're going in with um, naturally occurring uh, hormones um, and we're kind of giving the cow a little bit of a helping hand. And what we're actually doing is we're actually timing the estrus um, or the bullying behavior of a cow. So we can, work, we, can, we can manipulate some of the naturally occurring hormones within that cow by giving um, either a small injection or inserting a progesterone device into the cow. And what that does, it basically induces um, bullying or heat on those cows without the need of any tail painting or without the need of any um, detection. So essentially we can plan and, and actually time the exact time of ovulation of those cows that we can go in with our bull or our AI um, in this case um, to try and get the best uh, conception. So, you know, for, for part-time farmers on the beef side of things or for dairy farmers um, who want to try and improve their submission rates. So that's, you know, getting those cows in calf quickly. Um, it's, it's a great tool um, and it's been used quite a lot over the last number of years in popularity. Um, an awful lot of research has happened in Ireland uh, coming from Tagish in this whole area of synchronization. Um, so it's tried and tested at this stage um, and people are becoming more confident um, in using it um, and being familiar with it. Again, I would always say that, you know, you would need to consult with your, your veterinarian, um, your local vet um, and your, your AI person um, if you are going down the route of this just to try and get a little bit of additional advice and extra advice um, to make sure that you plan it out properly um, and adhere to the correct protocols. You also mentioned sex semen there, Paul. I suppose you might explain another little bit on this, maybe uh, what this is as well, maybe in more detail um, and how it works and maybe along with synchronisation. And I suppose, you know, we look at Galway farmers here. Um, you know, the majority of farmers around Galway are part-time farmers. So I suppose synchronisation maybe have a, would have a massive role maybe in a lot of farms whereby maybe they're trying to compact their calving, um, you know, in line with maybe an off-farm job or that so I suppose in you know you've given us a good explanation of the synchronization maybe just a couple of words on the sex semen what uh, what is that and how does it work yeah yeah so I, I suppose the sex semen now is is a phenomenal that's it that's increased in popularity Um it's been on the go for a good few years now at this stage but I suppose as technology advance advances um, you know the advancement of, of sexing technologies and all these other things to try and determine predetermine the type of animal you're going to get um, upon birth. So, so essentially what's happening with sex semen is that the semen is actually sorted prior to being put into the AI straw, and we can sort that semen into either a male or female. Obviously, there's a, there's a, that process, um, it potentially has the, because it's, you're going, the semen is going through a sorting process, it actually damages the semen in some respects. So if the semen has a sh much, much shorter shelf life and it has to be handled a little bit more carefully. However, um, you know, so if I'm a, if I'm a beef farmer of, or if I'm a dairy farmer and I decide, well, look, I'd like to have far more females within my herd or breed more females or potentially males, um, I can choose and contact the AI company and pick um, a, a bull or an AI straw coming from a bull that, that has sex 
semen. So it either is going to determine whether I'm going to get a male or a female calf. And, and that in combined with, with synchronization works very, very well together because, because that semen is um, a little bit more volatile and has to be handled a little bit um, more carefully. The timing of AI is very, very important. Um, so we know from research that we need to maybe delay a little bit longer the the um, the AIing of sex semen to try and get a better conception rate. So when you're combining it with sex semen, you can really determine the exact timing um, of that. So it's look, it's a, it's a massive management tool, and I suppose for beef farmers, um, this whole area of breeding more um, maternal maternal traits. So we've been using terminal sires for the last number of years. And now potentially we're coming into a shortage of, of really good female cows coming through the system. So if we opt to use sex semen on females, uh, with female sex semen on our, on our cows, potentially we've got a good opportunity of breeding more maternal traits um, and breeding good, better replacements. So that's, that's an opportunity on the beef side that we can, that we can certainly have um, by using sex semen. You're also doing some work there with Precision Micros. We also had Tommy Heffernan, or uh, Tommy the Vet as he's known. Um, I suppose he was on there a few weeks ago and he uh, telling us a little bit about Precision Microbes. But maybe for anyone that may have missed Tommy, can you might tell us a little bit about what are Precision Microbes and maybe what kind of work are you doing with them at the moment? Yeah, no, it's, 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 um, a, it's a great product. And, and fairness, so Precision Microbes, what we're trying to do, obviously we mentioned calf scar earlier on there, um, Precision Microbes is a, is a liquid uh, probiotic um, that's used to, to support the digestive system within calves. Um, so obviously in an era where we're trying to reduce antibiotic usage and we're trying to go through more preventative medicine, um, w- you know, companies and, and, and farmers are looking at opportunities to try and uh, use new products and new technology again to try and prevent a lot of these issues happening on farm. And, Precision Microbes, um, an Irish-based company based in North County, Dublin, um, has introduced a new probiotic drink or a new probiotic liquid formula. Um, so this is basically, a, you know, in, in the cases where a calf might have scar or digestive upsets or be overcoming periods of stress, you can um, apply or give the calf um, an element of this, um, a portion of this liquid, uh, liquid drench, either into the milk or straight down the throat of the calf, and what it's doing, it's essentially feeding the good bacteria inside in the calf's stomach. It's like, essentially, it's like a yakult or, a, or an actimel um, for, for calves. Um, it's, it's helping the digestive process in the calves um, and then improving the, the bacteria load in the calf's stomach, you know, and, and ensuring that there's a good transition, keeping the microbiome, uh, this word microbiome, which is the, the colonies of bacteria in the stomach, keeping them healthy um, to try and overcome stress and overcome all the issues with our own calves. So the product is going extremely well for us. Um, we distribute it um, through Interchem uh, to the vets. Um, so if you are interested in this product, just contact your local veterinary surgeon and certainly they'll give you a little bit more advice and guidance in terms of using the product. Paul Kennedy, a ruminant business manager with Interchem, thanks very much for coming on Country Life. Great. And listen, thanks very much for having me. Appreciate it. Country Life, brought to you by Your Credit Union. Cultivate providing farm-friendly finance across the west of Ireland. Credit unions in Ireland are regulated by the Central Bank. Terms and conditions apply. So you're welcome back after the break. We're delighted to be joined by David McHugh, the founder and the CEO of ProAir. David, you're very welcome onto the onto Country Life, onto the programme. Uh, you might tell me a little bit about yourself and uh, ProAir and what you do. Yeah, I founded ProAir 
few decades ago now, and we started off making ventilation systems units uh, in uh, my, the back, a uh, shed at the back of my house, and we moved uh, around a little bit, and we're now based in Castlegar uh, in Galway. And uh, yeah, we make ventilation systems for the residential markers, and we would be the only manufacturer of this kind of system in Ireland. Most of them are brought in from abroad. And uh, yeah, we do, we do a full range of ventilation products for for residential, but the main one is uh, uh, the mechanical ventilation with heat recovery, which is um, the most popular and most efficient way to do ventilation. Okay, and can you explain uh, how it works? Okay, it's um, a ventilation system that takes air in to your, and it's supplied through the system into your bedrooms and living rooms by a ducting plastic ducting, small ducting, and it takes air out from the wet areas, the bathrooms, the kitchen, utility, um, etc. So it's putting in air to half the house essentially, and that air is finding its way out then through the other half of the house. And what happens is that the warm, moist air coming out from the wet areas passes through the fresh, filtered outside air coming in and warms it up in wintertime. It it takes the chill out of it, basically, so you get air into your living rooms, bedrooms, very close to the temperature that you'd have your uh, your house at. No matter how cold it gets outside, it's always going to be within one or two degrees of the temperature you keep your house at. Okay, okay. I suppose, you know, this is a, a farming program, so maybe, you know, we might swing it back, we'll say to, you know, m- most older farmhouses, I suppose, David, probably don't have uh, ventilation systems, and I suppose, why are they needed now, maybe? Yeah, and... Uh, it's interesting, really, that that some of them, they find, do need them when they do things to them. Uh, because what was common in the old houses, of course, was the open fire. Very few people still have an open fire because it's not a very efficient thing to have in your house. Just all the heat goes up the chimney. So it's said that they probably have stoves. And often you find that if they've insulated the attics and if they've done the windows, if they've changed the windows, suddenly have mold and mold is caused by bad ventilation so uh even the older houses they're they're actually the the old lime and render and mass concrete houses don't let much stray air in it's usually just through bad windows and doors that um, so they're reasonably sealed up and airtight so often they do find that they need it but of course our main business would be the, the new houses that are designed to be airtight highly insulated, very sealed up, using very little energy and having um, an efficient heat recovery ventilation system. Okay. I suppose, David, you know, we are hearing more and more, as you mentioned there, about indoor air quality. Um, And I suppose, why is it so important and what are the effects of indoor quality? You mentioned mold there and a few other things, obviously illnesses and other other areas like that can, can be obviously included as well. Yeah, uh, sadly, a, a child died in England last year that they concluded was because of mould conditions. Now, I'm not saying that, that, you know, but it must have been pretty bad. But, uh, no, you, you can, a lot of, oh, they, they, they say that over 50% of all illnesses are related to the air we breathe. And to have a, 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 a designed ventilation system in your house means that you you're going to get fresh filtered air all the time. It's really all about having filtration. You'd be amazed when we go out to change filters. Uh, people are amazed at the dirt of them and what they can 
what they've not breathed in, what they've been saved from breathing in. Okay. You know, and sometimes in, in new houses you can have a lot of pollutants, especially early on when things are drying out and off-gassing, etc. So it is a very important with a sealed, well-insulated house to have um, have a ventilation system. And then, of course, what we're talking about here is country life. That's your program, and and you know, you know, farming life and smells and uh, all of that. Um, a lot of it can be filtered out, and um, pollens, etc. Okay, okay. And I suppose, how can we improve our indoor air quality? You know, you mentioned ventilation systems in there. You know, I suppose we are, I suppose, David, going from, as you mentioned, you know, in your older houses, opening windows. So, you know, for a lot of our listeners maybe who wouldn't be familiar with this kind of a system, so newer houses, really, the windows probably won't really be opened. Uh, It's all through your ducting and your your MVHR. Well, I, I'm not going to say to people not to open the windows. You, you, you know, it's your house and you do as you feel. But I suppose it's a bit like your new car. You don't bother opening the car because everything is nice and pristine and fresh in there with the proper system. And, um, you know, a house that's either built new or, or renovated, etc., is going to be like that. And you, you, you won't want to open the windows letting in cold air or, or whatever if you have... Uh, a proper system and like um, a lot of the houses we see now that come in front of us the plans that come in especially from you know agricultural uh, the agricultural space you'd often see a boot room you know people um, leave the dirty gear in one room and it never gets into the house because you know from farms that's not a good the boots and the the overalls are not uh, um, you know, they, they could carry stuff that you don't want in your house, let's say. So they're the kind of things you do. And, and most people nowadays, they don't go for carpets anymore. It's clean, sharp-edged tiles and hard floors and wood floors, etc. And more and more cleaning products are are more environmentally friendly as well. And that's an important thing to think about when you're, when you're trying to manage your indoor air quality. Okay. And apart from being an Irish company, I suppose, what other reasons are people, um, you know, why are people choosing your product, uh, David? Well, um, we're delighted to say that uh, we have a, a fairly big slice of the of the, the, the one-off self-built industry. And uh, I think we have a large percentage of them in Galway, where we're based. And of course, in the surrounding counties, and indeed across the country, because we have a distribution office in uh, Dublin and in Cork, but our main headquarters is Castlegar. Uh, we we call, we are a manufacturer, but it's a, a small enough part of our business. Uh, I'd say um, more than two thirds of our business would be to do with checking your inquiries looking at your drawings, designing out a system, installing it, commissioning it with full certification, and uh, the regulations are pretty onerous today. And uh, we we are the experts to make sure that it's right, we think. We'd like to think anyway. And uh, then uh, we uh, we want to offer you uh, an after-sales, and because like anything else, your car or anything else you buy, it won't work efficiently for very long if you don't service it. 
but it's not a big deal. It's not. It's, it's not. Uh, it's, it's changing the filters and checking a few things. So it's nothing to be scared about. But it needs service. So I suppose what we offer would be the full turnkey service, rather than just box movers. If you, if you could use that term. Okay. Okay. So we like to offer a full service. That's uh, the difference. Uh, our, yeah. Go on. Sorry. No. That, no. That. That's our difference, I suppose, from some others. And how is it driven, um, uh, David, or what powers it? Oh, it's um, it's electricity, of course. Uh, everything is driven by electricity. But because it works with a fan taking in air and a fan taking out air, and the heat exchanger core in the center is just sheets of plastic with alternative pan packs for the warm air and the cold air so that one warms the other. There is no heating element. So um, for for your average you know, two square, 200 square meter kind of house. It runs, well, it's difficult to know nowadays with the price of electricity gone up and, and between night rate and everything. But around 100 euro a year, I think I run my system for in my house. Okay. Okay, so it's a quite so cost-effective uh, system. No, for, for, for the sake of that, you, you get an awful lot in terms of health and comfort. Okay, okay. And uh, I suppose insulation is obviously very important there. You mentioned the importance of air tightness with this system as well. Can you talk a little bit about that, um, David? Yeah, it's a kind of a, a new buzzword that has arrived in the last you know, years or so. Uh, I prefer to use the word draft proofing. It's more uh, um, what I'd be familiar with before. We all used to we'd seal around doors and draft proof, you know, in old leaky houses. And um, the difference now is that uh, when when you install windows, whether they're from new or or retrofit, you you need to use special tape so that you bond the actual window itself to the to the structure, so that there's no leakage around it. Windows are, the, are a great culprit for for uh, air leaks and for um, they're the weakest point in your house. Even the the good treble glaze windows are still guilty of losing more heat than an equivalent area of wall space, reasonably insulated. So if you get the walls well insulated, which of course is easy to do now in new build and um, possible in retrofit as well, uh, you can still, um, you know, but the the windows are always going to be the weakest. The windows and the doors will always be the weakest point. So I I would say that um, think about your windows and uh, when they're installed, make sure that there are air tighters around them. And how, how do our um, listeners find more out about your um, your product? So you might tell us a little bit more. You have a website there as well. Yeah, we, we, we have, like, like most people that have uh, that own business, uh, www.proair.ie. And uh, there's lots of information about all of the stuff I've talked about and more. And we would be delighted to receive calls and answer questions etc from people and then of course go out and, and talk to them very good uh, David McHugh founder and the CEO of Pro Air which is great to see a Galway based business uh, doing so well uh, so firstly I suppose congrats and you know it's uh, the, a lot of information there you know whether it's a new house or a fa- old farmhouse uh, you know the, the importance of having clean air there in terms of health um, uh, reducing mould in houses and that so there's obviously a lot of information to be got there and you can get more information on, on Pro Air as well on the on the website and the website sorry Uh, www.proair.ie So thanks very much David for coming on Country Life
And thank you very much, Keith, for having me on. Country Life, brought to you by your credit union. Education, from enrolment to graduation. Your credit union supports your education. Credit unions in Ireland are regulated by the central bank. Terms and conditions apply. So, just in relation to some of the new schemes, the Circular Carbon Efficiency Programme, the SCEP, has also been uh, announced and replaces the Beef Genomics Scheme. Uh, the, the new SCEP is a five-year scheme uh, for circular farmers, um, and it's a five-year scheme for and with a budget of two hundred and fifty-six million, as I said. And you can apply from mid-March until mid-May. Uh, so the closing date there is it's open at the moment and the closing date is until around the 20th or 22nd of May and you can apply online at agfood.ie it's open to all suckler farmers and the objective is to provide suckler support uh, for farmers to improve their environmental sustainability of the national beef herd the payment rates are 225 per hectare for the first 15 eligible hectares and 180 per hectare for the remaining eligible hectares and so that's a good bit higher 225 versus a 142 142 euro there in the old scheme for the old BDGP and at 180 for the remaining hectares versus 120 so it's a good bit higher than the old BDGP um, so how will your figures be calculated we'll go on a historical calving data um, provided at the uh, to, that's applied there um, when you apply um, so you can get pick the three highest years um, out of the five uh, to get your average payment um, so an applicant uh, with no data for 16 for, from 2016 to 2020 will, re, will be regarded as new entrants and will declare a target uh, for their 23 application at the stage of application um, so that's just some uh, some of the the, the the scheme information there and in terms of the payments and that so if a farmer is a reference uh, figure of 20 and divided by 1.5 to get your 13.33 hectares of eligible area uh, you must also also declare 13.33 hectares in the BIS application this year. So the farmer with a 20, an annual reference number of 20 uh, will get paid uh, 3,000 euro and that works out at around 150 euro per suckler cow, which is a good bit higher than the BDGP, which was only 95 euro per suckler cow when it was, it was all broken down. Uh, so the eligibility of requirements, you must be over 18, you must be holder of an active herd number, submit a, B, a BISS BIS application this year. And uh, now also a big change on this one is you must also be a member of the board be a quality assurance scheme so this wasn't a requirement in the old uh, beef genomics data program so uh, it's, a, it's a new one this year um, so it's it's you know it's a lot of farmers around Galway may not have been in the quality assurance scheme uh, where they might be selling weanlings at the mart so um, where the majority of beef finishers will be getting a, a, a quality assurance payment so that is just something to note there that you must be um a member of the Board BS so if you are thinking of going into the scheme you'd want to be contacting Board BIA very soon um, and uh, trying to join up there as well and you must also attend an SCEP uh, training course and a half day animal handling course uh, by the end of year 2 which is 2024 and failure to meet these will be non-payment so it's very important like any schemes there whether it was the glass um, or, or the other schemes like such as your TAMS you had to do a, a half day training course there in relation to farm safety so um, that's obviously been incorporated into this scheme now as well which is a, a very uh, practical and timely um, 
uh, activity as well as it's going to hopefully reduce accidents on farm as well as it's a very busy time of the year in springtime with cows calving and that. So mandatory actions include a a replacement strategies, weight recording, genotyping and data recording and you must complete all actions for the five years of the scheme to get full payment. So in relation to the replacement strategy, in year one and two, 80% of the calves produced must be from a four or five star uh, sire and year three or four increases, this increases to an 85% and year five it increases to 90%. Um, so calves can be sired by AI or a stock bull um, but they must be from four or five star bulls. Uh, so also care must be taken when buying in replacement heifers as well. Um, so replacement strategies as well uh, is also very important as we said with one years one and two, 50% of the reference number of females must be four or five star on the replacement index um, and years three and four uh, this increases to 65% and year five increases to 75%. Weight recording is also another mandatory action. Must, you must weigh 50% of your reference number each year and submit weights by the 1st of November. So a similar deadline to the BPS scheme. Uh, weigh unweaned calf and its dam on the same day. You can use your own scale or you can use registered scales by the ICBF. Uh, and other mandatory actions include genotyping. You must genotype 70% of the reference number each year without repetition. Um, ICBF will nominate animals for tissue sampling. You can nominate other other than these those selected by ICBF and data recording as well. You must provide uh, a range of data through animal events and recording such as the calf size, calf vigor, calf quality, and then in relation to the cow, examples of those include dam docility, dam milk, and maybe dam departure. Maybe what was the cow uh, called for being um, you know being wicked or lame or that as well. Um, and there may be other uh, areas you might have to record as well. Um, so it's very important that you become a, a member of the Borbia scheme as well. And then in relation to the the other scheme, which is similar to last year, the Dairy Beef Calf Measure Scheme of 2023, there's no changes to the existing Dairy Beef Scheme of 2023 versus 2022. It's all very similar. Uh, no changes in requirements, deadlines or payments. Uh, you must weigh... Um, uh, so calves that are out of dairy cows, uh, whether they're bull calves or female calves, so they can be bull calves of any beef breed, or they can be a male Frisian, but or a male dairy bred animal, but they can't be a female dairy bred animal. Um, and you can get them on heifer beef breeds as well out of dairy cows. Uh, you must weigh dairy bred calves and submit weights by the first of November to ICBF. Payments are twenty euro per calf up to a maximum of forty calves. So anyone rearing forty calves can get eight hundred euro of the scheme. Uh, you must have a minimum of five calves to be eligible and the calves can be born between the 1st of July last year, so the 1st of July 2022, uh, up until the 30th of June this year in 2023. So that kind of gets the, the calves born in the last year, we'll say the autumn, late late summer, early autumn calves, late autumn calves, and then all spring from January to, to June calves this year as well. And there must be at least 12 weeks at weighing uh, when you weigh them as well. Uh, another scheme that's been launched as well recently, Minister McConnellog uh, opened the 8 million uh, national liming scheme. Uh, so it works out approximately 16 euro per ton uh, for farmers that aren't in derogation or stock less than 170 kilos of nitrogen or organic nitrogen per hectare. Um, so the minimum you can spread is 10 tons. The maximum you can spread is 200 tons. And you can apply up until... Um, uh, uh, mid to late April there as well um, so uh, soil samples within the last four years are also required and, you, and same as the other schemes you must also submit a BIS or a BPS as we used to call it a BIS payment as well so there's uh, there's more online there if you want to look up the National Liming Scheme but it works out about 16 euro um, 
works out about 16 euro per ton spread up to 200 ton uh, with a minimum of 10 and look sure there's loads of benefits of uh, of liming we've gone through before uh, you know increasing grass production crop yields uh, it releases up to 80 kilos of nitrogen per hectare in grassland it unlocks some soil phosphorus and potassium as well uh, and it will increase your your um, nitrogen use efficiency as well which is very important as well and uh, so it's important to test your lime and be careful that you don't you're not spreading lime too close um, ideally within a maximum of three months um, of your silage because you don't want to spread the lime too close to cutting silage as well so there was a lot of lime spread in the 1980s there where the last li- national liming scheme was rolled out um, and last year there was a record um um, amount of tons spread as well so uh, there is a lot more lime going out of this but there's a lot more offtake of lime now where maybe farmers are highly stocked or making two or three cuts of silage as well um, so look there's a lot of different sources of lime you have your ground limestone your magnesium limestone and your granulated lime products as well so for around the Goa region the majority of lime would be uh, calcium lime whereas you move over to the likes of Wexford and other parts of the country there would be a lot more magnesium lime as well so uh, granulated lime can be spread as well but it works out much more expensive uh, per ton spread than the ground limestone uh, which is about somewhere between 25 and 28 euro depending on how much you spread as well so um, and a lot of the, all the quarries then have to adhere to the the, the requirements of the um, the lime standards as well from the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine. There's a to- total neutralising value of TNF of, of over 90% and all products must pass through a 3.35 uh, millimetre sieve as well. Um, so that's just some information. Look, ground limestone probably is the most effective. Um, you pl- apply it based on your soil resu- results. Um, it's most cost effective and it's very quick to work as well obviously um, so look in summary I suppose sample your farm every five years in terms of soils prepare a farm lime plan uh, ground limestone is the most uh, effective and I know in a lot of cases in some cases it may be not a, you might, farmers may not be able to spread ground limestone on certain fields if the, you know if it's too narrow going into the fields or you know they might, they might find it hard to justify buying a full load of lime um, but you know, uh, spreading costs as well, it, it really reduces the, the amount of fertilizer needed as well. Um, so take all opportunities to apply lime uh, to maintain your, you know, your mineral pH of 6.3 to 6.5 and uh, and, and then it obviously reduce it to 5.5 of the pH for peaty soils. So that's it this week from Country Life. We hope you enjoy the show and apologies, but due to unforeseen circumstances, we couldn't get Paul Mooney from the Farmer's Journal on the line. However, we will cover the, the land report uh, next week. Um, so um, thank you for listening and if you have any uh, queries or you'd like to contact me please don't hesitate on contacting countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie that's countrylife at galwaybayfm.ie and I'll get back to you so until next Tuesday at 7pm have a lovely evening and next up is Melodies followed by the Nightfly